0: Hello everyone. Lyle Phillips here. I am doing a monologue this evening. I'm on my way home and my wife is not with me, but I really felt I had something valuable that I wanted to share with you guys today about the promotable spirit. And what jogged my mind to discuss the promotable spirit was a conversation that my little brother Spencer and I we're just having a few hours ago at the gym. So, we were talking about just the timing of promotion and how you're promoted and who gets promoted when and the difficulties of watching other people be promoted when you want to be and I'm sure that all of us have experienced that to some degree or another. You're a part of a company where a promotion is desired, a pay raise is desired. I mean, we all want that, right? Or maybe you're a part of a ministry and you would like to be promoted. You'd like to be empowered. You'd like to operate in more authority in that ministry um, or in that environment. And so we we were having that discussion. We were talking about what makes someone promotable. What is it? That causes someone to have a promotable spirit, somebody who um, gets access, perhaps quicker than others, to position, positions of authority, uh, or more responsibility, or perhaps um, you know a title or something like that. So, Spence and I we were talking about that, and you know I feel that two characteristics emerged from our conversation. One is what keeps people from promotion. A characteristic that really keeps promotion at an arm's distance from people and then another characteristic that really helps people become promoted and promoted quickly. So I want to talk to you guys about those two characteristics really quickly and I'll start with the negative characteristic. The characteristic that I believe keeps a lot of people back from promotion. That characteristic would be entitlement, all right? Entitlement. Entitlement is a lot like bad breath. You are one of the last people to notice that you have it. And I would say that entitlement is something that is very recognizable by people in leadership, especially if they have been leading for quite some time. Now, as a pastor, obviously, I'm a senior pastor, I lead an organization, I lead a church. It's called Legacy Nashville. And one of the things that is surprisingly becoming more and more easier to spot is this air of entitlement. And how I would, how I would define entitlement is, is basically an attitude. It may not necessarily be talked about. Maybe it's more so felt maybe it's more so the environment that somebody creates maybe it's more so the way that you experience someone with this characteristic entitlement basically states i want to have a position or i want to have power although i may not be deserving of it yet i demand it because i'm coming with skills i'm coming with experience and i'm coming with an attitude to lead and so i want you to put me in that position despite the fact that you may not have what you need personally to promote me to that place. I'm going to say this, guys. Trust is the hinge that all empowerment depends upon. All authority in the Spirit hinges upon trust in the Spirit with God. And a lot of times when people come in and they expect to be empowered or they communicate their desire to be empowered, they forget one thing, which is that we need to develop trust in the relationship. If I'm your pastor, if I'm your leader, and I don't know you, how can I trust you? Now, there are some people who come in quickly and I trust them faster than others. But if I don't know you, if I don't have history with you, if I don't have relationship with you, if there are no wins relationally under our belt together, then how can we operate in a high degree of trust? Because leaders promote leaders that they trust. Trust is a huge deal in any environment. And if you come in with an entitled spirit, I can guarantee you that trust will not be established. And I think that's something that uh, people with entitlement often miss. They sort of demand opportunity, but they forget about the fact that there is a process to their opportunity. Maybe short, maybe long, but nonetheless, there is a process, and that process is important for your leaders. You may not recognize the way that people are experiencing you when you are entitled, but leaders more often than not recognize it, and they 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 can pick you out of a crowd. Man, I really feel that that guy is entitled. It's, it really feels that he has expectation. It really feels like... He is demanding or perhaps even that he's arrogant, thinking that he could do this better than me or better than what we currently have going on. And that will always lead to distance between you and leadership, not nearness and not empowerment. So that's entitlement. I really think that entitlement is a characteristic that a lot of millennials possess. I think it's a characteristic that we see a lot of young people operating in today, and I think that's a result of wanting things quickly. You know, we're that microwave generation. We demand overnight success. We demand immediate results when we don't necessarily put in the work for those results, but we expect them. We want them, and that is entitlement, my friends. So uh, with that being said, um, that is the characteristic that I believe that keeps us from promotion, entitlement. Now, let me also talk about the one characteristic that I believe really makes a promotable person. And that characteristic is, are you ready for it, self-awareness. Self-awareness is something that some people have more naturally than others, but self-awareness is a gift that we can cultivate, it is a tool that we can grow in, it is a life skill, that will be required if we are ever going to to lead on a large level, large scale with lots of responsibility and <clears throat> excuse me, many people reporting to us, whether in business or in ministry, in life or whatever. We have to become self-aware. We have to know how people are experiencing us. We have to understand our role in the organization. When I played basketball, I, I was a point guard, played basketball for a number of years, played high school, played for Nike and traveled some. A lot of you guys know my story and uh, on my high school team I was I was a scoring point guard you know I had the highest uh, points per game as anybody on my team and uh, so my coach would let me take a lot of shots that other people didn't get to take in the fourth quarter if the game was close he'd call a play put the ball in my hands and green light me to shoot it now the person inevitably every high school sports team has this person on it that, you know, averages four points a game, five points a game, six points a game, whatever. They want the ball in the fourth quarter. They want to shoot it. They feel like they should have it. They deserve it. They should be the one to score. They should be the one to handle it. Um, and yet, they're not good scorers. They're not good shooters. They They don't have the ability to put the ball in the basket when the game is on the line. And yet, they want it, and they demand it, and they expect it. Maybe a little bit of entitlement there, but they're also not self-aware. They cannot see clearly the fact that there is a role that they fit into on the team. They are looking at another person's role and they are demanding or expecting or they are angry because they don't have that role. And so as a result, they try and take it aggressively in all of their uh, abilities. And I don't know if it's Matthew chapter 14, but I do know that Jesus speaks about a banquet. He gives a parable and he talks about a banquet. And his instructions to the people he was preaching to that day was, Do not take a seat that is too high for you, lest the host of the banquet come in and move you down, and then you be ashamed or embarrassed. What was Jesus talking about there? He was talking about an instruction. He was saying, Hey, listen, be self-aware enough to know your place at the table. Be self-aware enough to know your role on the team. Be self-aware enough that when you come into an environment where influence is evident, anointing is evident, walk in a gift of the discerning of spirits and perceive who has authority, who has anointing and sit in the right place. And sometimes you know maybe we're upset because we don't have as much authority or even a, as much anointing as someone else, but you know and we try to take it in our own strength. And I think that's what the guy in the story that Jesus was talking about did. He came up, he sat in the top seat. He was like, you know what? I deserve this seat. Entitlement, right? I deserve to sit here. I'm just as good as anybody else. I know just as much as they do. I went to school just as long as they did. You know, I've been preaching. I've been in business longer than they have. You know, they have this spirit of entitlement. I I should have this seat, you know. And that's what they want. But they're not self-aware enough to perceive where they should be sitting in reality. And so what happens is uh, they're in that environment, and then they're told no. They're told no, or they're given no opportunity at all. And nine times out of ten, in my experience, those people, they, they, they are embarrassed. Exactly what Jesus talked about. They get embarrassed. Sometimes they get ashamed. Sometimes they... They're really sad, they're really bummed out, and the only thing for them to do is leave the room, or leave the business, or leave the organization, or leave the church. And that's a big bummer to me, because I really feel like those people are tremendous assets to our families, to our communities, to our churches, to our businesses, but because they don't have a high EQ and emotional intelligence, meaning they're not very self-aware, then they constantly disqualify themselves from opportunities because their own lack of self-awareness hurts them. So I think that one of the things that we can take away from this podcast is to consider for a moment. Um, I hope to bless you with this. Consider for a moment. Are you expecting opportunity in places where you're not trusted or have not had the chance to build some trust with the leadership? Do you have relational wins under your belt with them? Have you spent time with them? Have you given yourself other opportunities to serve their vision in different ways than maybe you would like or are you coming in demanding to get what you want on your time and in your way if that's you you might be operating an entitlement in that situation next um, the next thing I want to ask you is and I think a friend of mine is just pulling up next to me Eh, nope not him Anyways, thought that was my friend. I'm out front of my house now, getting ready to jump off here, but the last thing I wanted to leave you guys with is this last takeaway. Is self-awareness. How can you practice becoming more and more self-aware? You have to ask yourself the question and ask people that are close to you, how are people experiencing me? When I'm in the room, what's the what's the energy like, you know? How do people experience me? Do they experience me as being honorable? Do they experience me my presence as being life-giving? Do they experience me as being kind, as being nice? Or do most people experience me as, as being a bummer to be around? Do most people experience me as being an angry person? You know, Have you ever asked yourself those questions? Because self-awareness is what's going to give you an opportunity to be promoted. People who are self-aware walk in a promotable spirit more often than not. People who are entitled do not. And so cultivating self-awareness, guys, is going to look like understanding your role on the team. It's going to look like understanding when it's your time to shine and when it's time for someone else or maybe even somebody who deserves it less but you defer to them because they're the one that God's on in in, in the situation or in that environment. So yeah, self-awareness, empowerment, entitlement, all of these things. If you have any feedback for me at all, I hope this has been helpful. I hope it blesses you. That's my sincere heart to do so. And if there is anything that we can pray for you, bless you with, any questions you have or podcast topics that you would like us to cover, then let me know because we love you and we want to bless you. com at Lyle B. Phillips on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And then you can check out my wife. Um, her usernames are It's Allie Phillips on Twitter, Allison Phillips on Instagram, Allison uh, Dobbins I think on Facebook. She... She has a normal Facebook profile. Anyways, okay. I hope it's helpful. Love you guys. You guys are amazing. Um, Blessings.